Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second guess yourself? That can be crazy making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. We're going to talk about cognitive empathy tonight. And if you're not familiar with cognitive empathy, this will be really eye-opening for you. We kind of think empathy is empathy, but it isn't. There are several kinds of empathy. And where we can get really caught up is when a toxic person, a hijackal, a narcissist, an antisocial, actually demonstrates cognitive empathy, and we jump up and think, oh my goodness, this person is really interested in me. And there's a danger in there, and you may have already found that out, but I want to help tonight by going through a lot of things that have to do with the confusion and the manipulation that hijackals use cognitive empathy to create. And if this hasn't crossed your path before, I think you'll find it really interesting. And I'm glad that you're joining me tonight and in enjoying the podcast. If you'd like to hear other episodes, you can go to saveyoursanitypodcast.com or go wherever you like to find your podcast because we're everywhere. And if you'd like to support this podcast, I really appreciate it. And so do the people who listen and and make it a weekly affair. You can go to patreon.com slash save your sanity, patreon.com slash save your sanity. So let's talk about this. You know, it's so easy to uh, get taken in by a person who has the intent to take you in. And these people that I call hijackals, people who hijack relationships for their own interests and purposes, and then proceed to relentlessly scavenge them for power, status, and control as long as you'll let them and beyond. So hijackals kind of take in everybody and you don't need a diagnosis. Hijackals have patterns, traits, cycles, behaviors that I talk about a lot. And now that we're well over 240 episodes here, I do talk about it a lot. And you can find a lot of information by simply doing a search on hijackals. And it will take you to my YouTube channel for relationship help. So youtube.com slash for relationship help or to the podcast. So empathy, it's a big question. It's something that we all prize. We think it's a very positive thing. It's the action of understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, and experience of another person. And it goes on the feelings, thoughts of another person of either the past or present without having the feelings, thoughts, and experience fully communicated in an objectively explicit manner. So basically what that means is 
because we're kind of attuned to one another and we have empathy, we get the gist of what you're feeling, what you're your visual cues are, the way the muscles are in your face, the color in your face, the expression in your eyebrows, your body language, the tone of your voice, the body posture that you're exhibiting, and then your words. And we think, oh, I know. I know what that feeling is. Oh, yes, I understand. I've been in your shoes. And so it can be very positive. So generally, empathy is positive. However, when the only form of empathy that is truly demonstrated by a hijackal is cognitive energy, cognitive empathy, then you could get very confused by this because it masquerades as empathy itself, but it actually isn't. Then when you meet a hijackal or when you were entranced by a hijackal, you wanted to believe that the real person is the person that you met who was so charming, so into you, so delighted, so wanting to do everything for you and in a beautiful and quick manner, give you everything. Basically, you didn't want to believe that that was love bombing. You wanted to believe that was the real person. And why not? It was wonderful. You thought you'd met your soulmate. Now, of course, you may have had a hijackal parent or all, and I talk about that a lot. But right now, I'm just talking about romantic relationships, interpersonal marriage, living in partnerships. Um, so you thought you had nailed that person. You knew who they were. They were wonderful, your soulmate, as I said, and and that they just really loved you. They they showered things on you. They were interested in you. They showered you with attention. And sadly, no, that person is not the real person. That was the love bomber. That was the uh, team that comes along to engage you and get you sold, close you on the deal. And then it's bitch and <laughs> switch, <laughs> bait and switch. I almost uh, got a little foul there. So then it's it's bait and switch. And you don't get that empathetic person to live with, do you? You really thought they were. You hoped they were. Um, but then every now and again, you get further confused because that love bomber pops up, especially if they feel a little threatened that you're going to leave them or they really, really want something. You know what I'm talking about. Then all of a sudden... They're just charming, delightful, and into you again. It's very opportunistic. It's very confusing. So we want to be aware of what these are. So they can exhibit what you want to believe is emotional empathy, but it isn't. It's cognitive empathy. And so we need to know the differences between cognitive empathy and emotional empathy. So cognitive empathy is being able to take another person's perspective, imagining, and be very careful here, imagining what it's like in another person's shoes and attempting to understand someone's feelings. Understand someone's feelings. Use cognitive empathy, use the brain, engage the brain, engage in a thought process. 
Now, that's very different than emotional empathy, which is actually sharing an emotional experience and feeling distress in someone's response to pain and experiencing a willingness to help. You know, you're being led by the heart there and it's a bonding. But cognitive empathy is, okay, what am I learning here? What's up there? What What's actually happening? And it's it's a wonderful thing to have cognitive and emotional empathy. But if cognitive empathy is what you're relying on, you can see that the wheels are turning. <laughs> they are endeavoring to say, all right, I know what empathy is supposed to look like. So let me do some here and then see how that other person responds. And you're often so grateful that it finally happened that you get sucked right in and you don't mean to. You are just starved for attention. You're starved for emotional intimacy. And so it seems very, very attractive. Are you relating to this? Do you, do you see this happening in your relationships? Because it certainly can be. And with cognitive empathy, you're trying to tap into the idea of placing yourself in someone else's situation to gain a better understanding of their experience, which coupled with emotional empathy would be great. I really got you. I really get it. I know how you feel. I can stand there. I can feel I can feel what it's like and I can want to help you. But if it's only cognitive empathy and we're gaining a better understanding of someone's experience, imagine the data that can be picked up by a hijackal in that situation. How could they use it to manipulate you? Well, they could create purposefully a love bombing kind of bonding moment. And then they could really be interested in you and what you're feeling. And they can kind of troll for your vulnerabilities. And you're thinking, oh, the light's finally on. It's shining. It's shining on me. This is wonderful. But really what they're doing is saying, give me all your soft bits. Give me all the places where you feel unsure of yourself. Give me all the places where your fears are. And then later, they will use them against you. And that is the danger of cognitive empathy. Truly a danger. So when cognitive empathy is present, you meet people where they are, you understand why they're sad or disappointed, but you might not be able to get into their shoes and care. And it's the caring that comes from the emotional empathy. Do you see what a clear difference there is there? So very, very important. So when somebody finds it more easily accessible to themselves, more easily able to access emotional empathy, they'll be more moved to help with something. They will be more moved to do that. And yet, um, cognitive empathy, no, it's information gathering. It really has to be seen that way. So hijackals really like to find pre-groomed people. They like to find people who perhaps had a hijackal parent or have just come out of an abusive relationship or have not had many opportunities in life to shine. 
they they like to find people who are less than confident. On the other hand, there are some, not so many of them, there are some who see a very strong person as a challenge. They want to see if they can ferret out the vulnerabilities and drag that person down by attacking their weaknesses. It's nasty, isn't it? Truly nasty. And when you really start to understand this, you can see more clearly when cognitive empathy is all that you're being offered. And that's an important thing to see. It is so important to see. Says hijackles like pre-groomed people. In fact, they prefer people who have too much empathy. And when you have too much empathy, then we call that emotional dysregulation. And when you're emotionally dysregulated, you can it, it can become overwhelming. And you know, engaging in that much empathy just burns you out and leaves you like, I don't even know if I have any empathy to give. It's too painful to be there, right? Have you ever felt that? Like you just, you just can't relate any longer. You just can't give any more. So let's just take a couple of examples. And this is from the um, verywellmind.com, these two examples. And Example of cognitive empathy is a loved one says, my grandmother just died and we were really close and they start to cry. And the the person using cognitive empathy says, I'm sorry, I know you're sad and that what you're going through is hard. Now, can you feel the lack of connectivity in that? I'm sorry, I know you're sad, and that what you're going through is hard. Don't plan on doing anything about it. Don't plan on helping out. Don't plan on moving in your direction. But I do know that what you're going through is is hard. Whereas emotional empathy in that same situation, the loved one says, my grandmother just died and we were really close, and then they cry. The person using emotional empathy will say, I'm so sorry to hear about your grandmother. I know you miss her, but I'm here for you, and we'll get through this together. Haven't you been longing to hear emotional empathy from a hijackle? I know, you know, I was raised by two hijackles. I married and divorced one, co-parented with one, and was pretty much a hijackle magnet till I figured it all out. You're longing to hear, I'm here for you. I get you. I feel your pain. What can I do to help? But what you get is, I know you're sad and that what you're going through is hard. Big, big, big difference. So if you have too much empathy and you meet one of these people who's a little low on empathy, It's not that hijackles don't have empathy. It's that they don't have emotional empathy. So any empathy that they have is going to come from cognitive. What am I supposed to feel? What am I supposed to do in this circumstance? I've heard other people do it well. Let me mimic what that is, and I'll do that too. And that's how they get confusing and manipulative. But if you've you become an overgiver and you have too much empathy, then you are likely doing what I call dancing for two. 
you're trying to figure out your life and what you want and everything. And then you're trying to figure out what the other person wants and all of that. And then you're going to try and do it for them so that you can get what you want. So you're dancing for two. It's absolutely exhausting. And what it does is it burns you out. But further, when you're burned out, it makes you more susceptible to their demands because you're just too exhausted to care or fight or stand up for yourself. It's just like, oh, no, I I don't have another, I, I don't have another thing to give. I'm exhausted. So this inability to have emotional empathy on the part of the hijackal leads to troubled and often toxic relationships. And that's where you'll find them because the toxic person does not engage with your feelings. And they have very limited familiarity with their own feelings, which is why they'll go from zero to 90 in rage. It's a very uh, basic emotion. You know, I often say that if you really provoke a hijackal, what you'll get is a three to seven year old who whose mother won't buy them candy at the checkout at the grocery store. And they're on the floor throwing a fit demanding and blaming and I don't like you and you never do anything for me and all of that. They become an emotional child because they don't have a range of feelings that they have access to. That would be a vulnerability. They're not having any of that. So when they're not familiar with their own feelings and they're not interested in your feelings, that leads to a relationship imbalance. And if you have too much empathy and they don't have enough, then we've got a bigger problem, right? So cognitive empathy, it's not like emotional empathy. It's not like compassionate empathy. It's not like affective and, and empathy. It's darker. And that's why I wanted to share this with you. I wanted to do this episode with you. And by the way, if you are feeling like that just sounds exactly like what you're going through and you want to talk to me, I do offer a new client opportunity, an hour with me for only $97. Go to beaclient.com, beaclient.com, because you may just be in that place where you're going, oh, this is me. I am exhausted. I keep waiting for those moments when I feel that they feel something for me. And then when I get them, I'm so starved that I I eat their few breadcrumbs that they leave me as though it's a feast. And that's not good. That is really not good. So go to beaclient.com if you need to talk with me about that and figure a few things out. So very important. So what I was saying was cognitive empathy without these other forms of empathy, it's quite dark all on its own because it's manipulative. It, it's used, the hijackals use it to have the ability to jump into your head, see how you see things, get a glimmer of your perspective on life, see what's important to you so they can withhold it, see what you want so they cannot give it to you, see what makes you upset so they can push that button when they want to. 
So using cognitive empathy is using the brain more than than the heart, if you like, uh, the emotions to connect with another person. So you can see how that could be them creating a laundry list of ways to have power over you. Now, of course, that's not every situation, not all the time, but I want to give you some insights into what might be, what could be happening. Because if it's happening to you, you really want these insights. So it's using that cognitive empathy to get into your head and get you to tell them all your secrets, get them to tell you your fears. They want you to tell them everything because they want you to feel so close to them, so seen and heard. And remember, you've been starving, so this little bit often seems like a lot, and it isn't. So they gather all this information, and then they use it against you later on. But also they use it to benefit themselves. They will take that information. Now, how could I use that? How could I use that to get what I want? How could I use that to confuse? How could I use that to make someone feel guilty? How could I use that to have power over them? It's very sad. So using cognitive empathy, which hijackals do, is manipulative. It's confusing. And it's very much done on purpose in order to establish power and control over you. And it's important to see that because hijackals use cognitive empathy to get what they want. It's just another pathway to getting what they want. Just like all the other pathways are, they want what they want and they want it yesterday. And you are absolutely wrong if you're not giving it to them. Now, I know you might say, well, that doesn't happen every day. No, it doesn't. But if there is a recurring pattern of this, it's important to see it. It's very important to recognize these patterns and not say, well, it happens occasionally. Oh, it happens occasionally when? What are the conditions that it occasionally happens in? And then you will begin to see, hmm, I didn't realize this was being used so manipulatively. So they go from love bombing you to devaluing you, to having you be the best thing since sliced bread, to being the scum of the earth in a blink of an eye, because they are manipulative and they have false fronts. And one false front they use is cognitive empathy. It's very useful to them. It makes them seem as though they they really are taking other people's feelings into consideration. So it's useful. And if you don't know what that difference is, is sounding like, as I was telling you, you can go back and listen to those examples of the difference between cognitive empathy and, uh, and emotional empathy. And if you're getting cognitive empathy responses, I think you'll probably recognize that in this episode and say, hey, I am not getting what I need. I have something masquerading as emotional empathy, which really isn't. So I think they're connecting and relating to me, but what they're really doing is inf um, information gathering and endeavoring to get into my head and be able to use it against me. So it's very important. This cognitive empathy masquerades as interest and attention and even kindness. 
because they are deigning to speak to you and they are demonstrating interest. Now, I don't mean to say all Baha'i chakos are awful all the time. Uh, Otherwise, you wouldn't stay with them. But the fluctuation in their states when they need something, when they want something, when they're comfortable, when they're not comfortable, keeps you walking on eggshells. And I've said so many times, that's really a terrible way to get your exercise. It's really not good. The narcissist, the hijackal, wants to see what you have so they can take it. I'll say that again. The narcissistic hijackal wants to see what you have so they can take it. They, they want to get as much as they can. So there's a high cost to experiencing their cognitive empathy. You may long for it because it's the empathy that you'll get from them, but there's often a high cost and it's important to know what it is. And that's why cognitive empathy can confuse you because in the hands of a hijackal, it is totally manipulative. So I hope this has opened your eyes to a few things or given a definition or a name to something you're experiencing. Because as I said, in the hands of a hijackal, cognitive empathy is a bit dark. It's manipulative. It's confusing. It is it's betrayal in a sense because they draw you closer and then use that to push you away. So I hope it's been helpful. I hope you'll think about it. Be sure to contact me if I can help you. Remember, go to beaclient.com. Or if you'd like to join in my membership program, Emerging Empowered Community, come on over. Just go to joinintoday.com. Join in today and become a member and get access to me and our group Ask Me Anything calls twice a month. It's a great place to join in, receive support from other people and myself, Share your stories, know you're not alone, and it's safely off social media. It's on my web system. So you can't be found on social media when you're part of the Emerging Empowered Community, and I'd love to see you there. Go to joinintoday.com. Until we speak again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.